Welcome to Prone to Wonder, a podcast where no questions are off limits. Join us, Amber Humphreys and Becca Robinson, best friends, women, and ex-ministry junkies, as we navigate conversations around deconstruction, reconstruction, growth, and wondering aloud about all the things we weren't supposed to wonder about. These conversations aren't about having all the right answers, but about giving yourself permission to ask questions and forge your own path. We're so glad you've joined us. It's amazing how many layers keep popping up. Like every time you think like you're doing pretty good and like you've, you know, kind of settled into something and then all of a sudden you have a panic attack (laughs) and you're like, wait, I didn't know that I still felt this way. Yeah. And I don't know if you have this thought process or if it's just me, but anytime something negative happened, there'd always be like this voice in the back of my head that was like, see, uh, like you would have more peace if you hadn't had started to like question all this stuff. You know what I mean? Like that kind Mm -hmm. of, um, like, Oh, you wouldn't be so panicked. You wouldn't be so unsettled. You shouldn't have like done this. Uh, and that was always then like added a layer of fear on top of whatever I was already afraid of. Yeah. Um, and I happen sometimes now more in an existential way of like, and usually more related to parenting and my kids than me. Like, Oh, what if I'm telling them stuff that's not the right information? Then I just have to be like, nobody knows the right. Im- like nobody knows. Like no one in the history of the world has ever known what happens after we die. You know, like there's no way to tell them with certainty. So that's always hard, but I do also, I'll feel it like rise up sometimes and be like, Oh my gosh, what? what if you're wrong, you know, which that was, I remember that as like a sales tactic of like the altar calls. It was kind of like, well, even if you're not sure about salvation, like what's there to lose? What if you're wrong? Like, what is it worth going to hell because you're not willing to come and just say like, maybe this is it. And like, there's so many things that it's just like the movie inception where I'm like that thought is planted like so many levels deep in my brain that now it like, it comes up and it works its way out in so many other areas. It's like, no, that's not necessarily how logic works. (laughs) Yeah. And it's weird. Like once you don't believe something or you see, you know, your brain moves in this way, it's impossible to force yourself to believe it. And so even if you want it to be easier, (laughs) because like, Oh, it'd be easier if I just believed that again, just I'll take that part. It's like, no, it's all kind of intertwined. And so you can't really like, I was telling, um, I was telling somebody it's like, it's not like when you're going through deconstruction and reconstruction, it's not like you're rearranging a room and taking some, you're like, okay, well, we'll keep this and we'll keep this. We'll put a new table here. You know, it, at least it wasn't for me. It was the room is on fire and it has burned. And now you look around and like, okay, is there anything 
that I can save. And it's, it's not really a choice. It's just, just like whatever is left. Yeah. You know, I can't, there was nothing I could have purposefully saved. And I think in the early episodes, I even sort of like talked about that concern, you know, like, what if I lose this part, you know? And yeah, that's like what I have to believe and what I have to experience. And I could not, it turns out I did not spoiler alert, did not keep that. Um, and you can't force it. And then in these instances of existential crisis, um, where you're looking at the, what is the point to all of this, you know, where it just, it would be easier sometimes, I think, to just be able to write it off with this fairy tale story, you know, mm-hmm. um, Jared was telling me, well, you've placed, you know, for 30, whatever years you've built up all of your purpose and, you know, the things that you, that made life life, everything you were going for, <clears throat> um, you kind of built that up and now that's all gone, but you haven't, like it's going to take time to like fill in those holes. So it's like, you've gotten it all out and it's not there anymore, which is great, but you haven't filled those spaces yet. So you're feeling kind of the weight of those spaces. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why it's so common to see people go like really hard in a new direction, which can be so unsettling, I think, for their family and friends. Like you see someone deconstruct and then all of a sudden like they're a full-blown witch, you know, and they're like practicing spells and like all these things or all of a sudden they are like so new age and they're all about manifestation and all about, you know, because I think that it's very human to want to fill those meaning gaps and to be able to say like, okay, well, I had it wrong before, but like now here's what I think about it. Like, Oh, there's no heaven, but there's definitely reincarnation. Uh, you know, like you just shift the beliefs. And this is not a judgment stance on that at all. But for me personally, it was something that I really wanted to be careful about and kind of fought internally, fought myself on was like, I don't want to just take something with different labels and put it on the same place and not actually work out what I feel about it or what I think about it, or even more than that, just allow myself to be, to rest in the uncomfortability of just saying, I don't know, you know, like that, that has been a whole long journey in and of itself, really only to the last year or two where I've been comfortable being like, no one really knows. I don't really know. Like if my son asked me questions, yeah, which is hard for him because he's an Enneagram six. And so he is like a worry wart and he wants certainty and he wants answers. And I was like, of course I would have my, my oldest firstborn heart and soul <laughs> outside my body child being like, it's a core need of mine to have certainty. And I'm like, my core life journey is not certainty. <laughs> not certainty. Yeah, I am We're here to help each other grow. <laughs> I know I am a seven with a very strong six wing. So mama needs some it. security. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that that's why, that's why this journey can be so intense because it's like, we reach for all of these things, you know, it's like, and I think that's why some people can lose validity in, 
their process, you know, cause they're like, well, I was this and now I'm over here. And then like, Oh no, no, I'm not that over, over here. It's like, everybody's kind of experimenting and taste testing. Um, but I think that's where we do just kind of have to have like really be spacious with each other and understand that it's not someone's job to, and this is, if you're here and you're not necessarily deconstructing, but maybe someone you love is, <laughs> or you're just listening to our podcast out of hate to complain or whatever it is. And you don't feel this way at all. Maybe this is a good reminder for you that you, you just got to give people space. You can't expect them to have it figured out and it's not their job to have it figured out for you. So like, if someone says, I don't know if I believe this anymore, it's not their responsibility to figure out what they do believe instantly, but that is a weight that is put on a lot of people deconstructing. Um, I know in the beginning I had some family members that are like, well, if it's not that, what is it like? Oh, you're so smart. You, you know, you know everything. So what is it? And they like demanded proof from me. And I was like, that's not, that's not my job to, to give you. And I don't need it. So I don't need to give it to you, you know? So just, I think being able to remember that there's not a trajectory. There's not a timeline. This is all an exploration and everybody's process is going to be so different and everyone's going to land in different places and it's all okay. Yeah. I was explaining that. Um, a friend was asking me, you know, uh, he was talking about kind of these two pulls that he feels in his sort of journey onward. And one is this, you know, partially because it's been deeply ingrained, but this idea of like service to others and like the point of life is to help others and serve others and love others, which I think is a huge part of it. Like, I think, you know, love, I still very much think like the example and story of Jesus and how he was so anti-cultural in the way that he loved other humans. And mm -hmm. like, that was bomb, you know, 10 out of 10. Um, and that's still a worthy goal, like other humans, especially like if you believe we're all one <laughs> um, and there's like a bunch of different religions that are, you know, that that's not just a, a Christian thing. Um, if, you know, you believe we're all one and we're all like one piece, then there's this, there is this need and this, I think, importance to care for others and to love others and to be, you know, empathetic, all of those things. And he was like, and also I feel like there's this, like, be happy, like do things that make you happy, do, you know, all those. And he was like, and so it feels like this either or thing. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, it's both. And, and he said, yeah, but like, they're so he's like, intellectually, I understand that, but it feels like a dichotomy. And I was like, well, really, isn't it all the same thing? Because to love others, you also, that include, if you're going to love people that include yourself, mm -hmm. that includes doing things that are honoring for yourself and loving for yourself and setting boundaries for yourself and doing things that are healthy for you. And that you find joy because you are having a human experience. So like that, that loving others and loving humans and loving people includes yourself. Mm -hmm. And so it's not, if you think of it in this dichotomy, that that kind of lends itself to the idea that there's a right answer. Right. And 
There's not. So for me, my guidepost in life is, does this make me more peaceful, more loving, less anxious, all the things that I think you want to be as a human, having a human experience. And if something is serving in that way, great. And if it's not, then that's not for me. So if there's this kind of idea that we've grown up with of absolute truth and very black and white thinking, I think kind of pins us when we're starting to reclaim or when we're starting to try to not replace, but kind of move forward in a, on a path that's true for us. Um, I think that that looming idea of there is a right answer. There is an absolute truth. There is a destination on this path that you're walking and you have to get to that end point. And I think if we release that end point and just focus on what is here right now in front of me, how do I love myself right now? And how do I love those around me? And I think if you just find out what that is, and then it'll lead you to the next step. It's like the road is being laid as we're taking it is kind of more the, the idea of how I think life works. I don't know. (laughs) You know what I mean? I think it's, it's not so much that there's a path and we're walking it. It's that we've been kind of been released into this human experience and we're just walking along. And if you think about like nature paths or hiking, if you've ever been hiking, like sometimes you hit water and you like figure out how to get around it, or somebody might climb over it, or somebody might build a boat or, you know, whatever it might be. And you get across it. And then you hit this other area of land and you figure out, well, should I go to the left or should I go to the right of that? And it's kind of a choose your own adventure scenario where you're just moving through life instead of going somewhere. I think if we think of it more as a moving through life and that everybody is going to move through lives differently because they're in different bodies, like me hiking and somebody who's a really good hiker hiking. I couldn't (laughs) think of anybody. I don't like no famous hikers. Um, But the difference between me hiking and like somebody who really hikes is and who's very in shape and flexible, it's going to be a different experience. Mm-hmm. They'll, they'll probably do different things than I will and go different directions and take different risks. And I think if we kind of let up that grace for like, I'm not on this definite path, I'm creating a path and moving through life. I think that it'll take a lot of that pressure off to figure it out because there's mm-hmm. no figuring it out. It's just what's the obstacle? What's the, what's the land right in front of me? And what do I do with that? Yeah. And this isn't unique. To- that was good. <laughs> you ever like say something and you're like, yeah, self. <laughs> Preach. Um, this isn't something, this is something I realized too. It's like, this is, yes, this is a part of a deconstruction journey, but I also really think it's just something about like this, season of life. I think it's just being in your mid (laughs) thirties. You have this moment of like, is this it? Like, I I really think that part of this is deconstruction in part is just like the stage of life that we're in because so many of my friends of all different walks of faith have expressed similar things to me where it's like, you just hit this point where you're like, okay, uh, like, 
what am I doing? Like, what am I doing with my life? Where am I going? I feel like culturally. Uh, have I made a horrible mistake? Uh, like, not even have I made a horrible mistake. That's not even the best. I mean, I maybe some people. For me, it's more like I had, I have this kind of weighty thought on the back of my head all the time. That's like, I have this one life here and I can't do everything. Like I want to be able to experience it in a hundred ways. And I know that every choice I make is like a very seven moment of my personality. It's like every choice I make means that I can't experience it. Like the choice to have kids means I can no longer live this life as someone who didn't have kids and just I've been thinking about that tons of expendable income <laughs> and can travel and like my life trajectory will never like I'll never have lived a life as someone who just didn't have kids and did life that way and so it's like you know each choice to experience things knocks other things out of the running and like the thing for me is I want to I want to live it as deep and as wide and as full as possible. And I know that I, that even if I do the best I can at that, there's just going to be some things that they're two sides of a coin. So you have to pick one or the other, you know, and let the other one fall away. And that for me is, is a lot of it. So I think it's, and like, I know I've had conversations with my husband and some of my friends who are thirties to forties. I feel like it kind of starts in your thirties and then like it hits ahead in your forties. Cause a lot of my friends that are a little bit older than me are like in full blown, like life crisis mode. And so many couples that I know and families like in that age range, like they get divorced or they move or like, they just feel like they have these big moments of transition. And I think it's because we all kind of get to this point at this age where we're like, uh, is this actually what I want? And I think that the deconstruction is just part of that because it's all lumped into our upbringing of like capitalism, American dream, deconstruction, like all these life choices we made because of these principles that were taught to us. And you hit this point. I don't want to say midlife because I refuse to admit that I am a middle-aged person. We're not because we're not at the halfway point. So that's not I am mid. a third. I am a third a of the way. Third. A this solid a third, third. Third life. <laughs> crisis. Um, but like you reach that point where you're like, okay, I have made choices at this point that mean I can't, like there are some choices that mean I can't go a different direction at this point. Uh, and I think that's hard. And I think whether you're deconstructing or whether you're just hitting a point where you're like, I am like dug into this life direction of mine. Is this really what I want? That can be hard. And it takes a lot of bravery to, ask yourself those questions and take steps to realign yourself. I have some friends that are so inspiring to me because they, they had those panic moments, those crisis moments, and they took time and they explored and they did the scary things and they changed career paths and they moved location and they sold their house and they followed the dream or like whatever. And, or they, you know, got divorces or got married or just the big different steps that were like watching them navigate. It was so inspiring to me, even though I could see the pain and the hardness of it, just being like, you're doing it. Like you are, you're not just sleepwalking through it because that's less stressful or because that's easier. Like you are living it. Then you're, you're, you're confronting this fear and this kind of ticking clock feeling 
of mortality. And I think that's why when we do have people who get sick or who die and we're kind of confronted with it, it can bring it to the surface for us and like bring all of this back up of like, what am I doing? What do I think? What's my purpose here? Like, am I wasting this? Am I doing something wrong? Like all of those existential questions come up. And I think that's a universal human experience. And I think if you're deconstructing, it just compounds it because of the extra the extra weight of not having a certainty that you used to have. Yeah. That removal of certainty. I don't think it's funny because I feel like there's this conception of, or perception of people who make those big changes or, um, you know, deconstruct or whatever it is that people think they're crazy or unhinged or, Mm -hmm. you know, careless, Mm-hmm. And I'm sure in some people's cases it is, but for, I think for most people it is who are, at least it's been for me and those that I know, these kind of big things have, have not come lightly. It's not like, Oh, I want to go send some more. So I guess I'm going to leave the church or I, you know, don't like having insurance. So I'm going to quit this job. You know, it's, it comes at a very like, from a very weighty, thoughtful, deep place where they have felt the pain and then the grief from those changes. Cause it's a very, it's not all kind of when you decide to live, live mm-hmm. and not seat walk, sleepwalk, or, you know, really experience life and make changes or take risks. Um, to live this kind of more free, authentic life in whatever way it could be, you know, a small way or Mm -hmm. a big way. Um, Mm -hmm. it takes a lot of bravery and it, it, you experience pain and grief and fear and, you know, doubts, like all of it. It's, it's a very, it's not all sunshine and rainbows and like, you know, travel Instagrams where you're throwing the peace signs up, you know, it's, it's, it's messy, like cause humanity. And I think people who, if you are, I mean, I feel like if you're listening to this podcast, then you probably are one of these people who are living in whatever way that that means for you. You're deciding like, I, I'm going to live in a way that's more life-giving to me. Mm -hmm. Um, And it takes a a lot of bravery. It takes so much more courage to not be certain. I have found it a very worthwhile journey. I feel, you know, terrified. I mean, I told, before we started recording, I told Beck I had the worst panic attack of my life yesterday. That was a complete existential crisis. And that really stemmed from a lack of certainty. It was just all the things um, mm-hmm. kind of compounded upon me. And I still would choose it a hundred times over because I am more alive and the freedom is, is worth it. It's like, it's like any other like hard worth it thing, you know, marriage or kids or, you know, like a marathon, you know, like anything that you've decided is, is worthwhile and is so life-giving to you, but it's also really hard, mm-hmm. um, and painful and all of the things. Uh, so yeah, being cert- being uncertain takes more courage, but mm-hmm. it's really worth it. So, uh, give yourself a little pat on the back if, <laughs> and just know that we're proud of you because 
we know what it costs. The Black Liturgist's Instagram yesterday, she put up a quote about doubt that I thought was so beautiful. And I reshared it. And all these people were like, that's so good. I was like, she's an amazing writer. <laughs> yes. Um, she said, doubt is not the enemy. I don't remember if it was the enemy or the opposite of faith, but doubt is 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 faith that's taken off its mask. It's just like a more authentic version of it. And I just loved that because I, I think a lot of times if you're someone who is asking questions and wondering um, the defensive stance that the, the community around you can sometimes take is that you've lost your faith or you're weaker or whatever. And, you know, the opposite, I think, is really the truth that you you are doing something that requires bravery. You are doing something that requires strength. It's easier to go along with the current, go along with the herd, go along with whatever you've always done than to stop and reassess and challenge and ask questions and risk risk being like select, you know, pulled out or kicked out or whatever. Um, I also think it's like a pendulum, like everything in life, you know, it's like the pendulum can, you know, it can swing like back and forth, like little bits, you know? And I feel like that was kind of where I was at for a long time. It was like life experience is good and bad. Like nothing was horrible, but nothing was also incredible. And then like, once I really kind of took myself out of the boundaries that had been put around my pendulum, um, the pendulum could swing way further towards incredible, remarkable experiences, Mm -hmm. but conversely, because physics, it would also swing further in the other way. So there would be really intense moments of fear or doubt or pain or whatever, but it's just like, you know, you can't, you can't have the really good without the really bad. That contrast is just like a universal law of human experience. And so to expect that it's all going to be just only one side of the pendulum and that if it's ever the other pendulum, you did something wrong or you made a wrong choice. It's not, that's just not how it works. It's just, you have to experience the good with the bad. So like for me, being able to really live my life Like when I decided to walk away from my first marriage, I know that a lot of people thought that was a flippant decision that I was just like, I just want to sin. I just want to live a crazy rebellious life. So I'm just going to choose not to do this. And that was not the case. Like it was a very thoughtful decision laced with a lot of struggle and pain and heartbreak and a path that I had to walk through by myself, not, you know, those people weren't walking it with me. So like, absolutely. There were really incredible times after that, where I was moving in ways that it felt like was much more aligned with who I was and where I wanted my life to go. But at the same time, there were still times when the pendulum swung way back the other way. And it was really, really hard. Like sitting on the floor of my apartment kitchen with a bottle of whiskey, like, like rock bottom moments, you know? And yeah, you just have, you just sometimes have to trudge through. Yeah. I heard a a quote that kind of is to say, like, as you, it's like your, I'm trying to remember what it was, your capacity to increase your capacity for joy also increases your capacity for 
pain. So it's like the yeah. greater, the greater, the stretching, the greater, the, the vessel to be filled, you can fill it with that much joy and that much pain. So it's just larger mm-hmm. experiences yeah. overall. Yeah. And you know, there's nothing wrong with deciding that's too much for you. And oh, for there sure. are so many people who are like, I'm good. I'm good within the boundaries of my pendulum. I, I don't want to go further on the negative side than this. So I'm okay. Not going further on the positive side than this. And like, they are so content and so happy and there's what nothing a lovely wrong with life. That. What yeah. a lovely life. Nothing wrong with that. But if you are someone who has just decided that that boundary doesn't fit you anymore, that's okay too. Mm-hmm. And, and just because your pendulum swings onto the negative side sometimes doesn't mean that you did something wrong or that you're being punished or that you made a horrible choice. It's just the nature of the physics. Yeah. Well, we hope this was helpful to you um, because it's definitely, we feel like speaking about and recording things that are coming up for us and in conversations that we're having with other people around us and that's showing up in our own lives. We know it might not be exactly your experience um, because even Becca and I's experiences and timelines are so different, but we're hoping that you find pieces of yourself and pieces of your journey that you can latch on to as little guideposts and know that you're okay and that you're safe. Um, we posted something on our Instagram not that long ago, a little video that said it's safe to wonder. And that was from Becca, which I just love so much. And it, it really is. Um, there's nothing you can do that you can't undo, uh, for the most part. (laughs) So just know that you're fine. I think practically, for the week or two weeks or however long before the next episode, um, just look at what's right in front of you mm-hmm. um, and release the idea of an end point and just look at the ground around you and how you want to feel as you take that next step. If you want it to be a risky step, that's fine. If you want it to be a safe step, that's fine. If you know that right now in this moment, you need some sure grounding and can't handle a giant leap across the river, then that's okay. Maybe just be still, be still for a minute. That's also, that's also traveling. Sometimes you rest, sometimes you're still, um, and just know that whatever step you take, as long as it's from a place of love and authenticity, then it's fine. (laughs) You're fine. Um, but yeah, let us know, uh, what conversations you're having around things like this. If you felt like absolute truth is something that kind of still hangs on for you as you're trying to reclaim, do you find yourself coming up against that? Does, um, or, uh, is that not a struggle for you? We'd love to know how you did that too, because party on share your secrets, Uh, share your secrets so we can share with others. (laughs) Yeah. Thanks for wondering with us and we'll see you next time. Bye. Thanks so much for joining us. As usual, we hope you find these conversations helpful. Don't forget to leave us a review, connect with us via Instagram or send us your questions. We love wondering with you until next time.